Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Amen. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much. The honor is mine. Um, I, I love, I love what I do and love people and it's been a sad couple of weeks. We lost Ruth um, Keenan, who was one of our prayer warriors. Her funeral was just the week before Christmas and then of course we lost Rodney and um, we miss him. We miss them desperately. And some of you have lost loved ones and I was just thinking of Johnny leading worship this morning who buried his dad this month as well or December. Um, so, yeah, it's been a tough month, and we miss these people. We, uh, we support their families and honor them as best we can, but we, we miss them. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, we'll, we'll this is going to be our new series, by the way. The day will kick off on next week. I'll make a mention to it today, and I made a little mention to it in the devotions this morning. Um, uh, cultivate. And this idea of breaking up the ground, um, we're going to be looking at the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, Mark 4, and um, talking about, um, uh, yeah, just the soil of your life. So really looking forward to jumping into this um, this season. Um, but bar that, let's just say a happy new year. Happy new year. Hope it's a blessed one. Hope your blessings are many. Um, really important to get into the Bible reading plan. There's something about getting the Word of God into your soul. There's just something beautiful about that. Um, there's a law in Scripture called the law of first mention. And uh, basically what it means, how it begins really matters. So how you understand the book of Genesis, how you understand the book of Revelation, how you begin something actually forms a pattern in your mind for the next time you look at it. So on and on it goes. So the law of first mention is really important. Like first fruits is really important in the Bible because God is asking for the first of the first of any fruit in your life. And um, that's really important. So how it shows up the first time then forms a picture of how it goes on. And what I'm saying is how you start is really important. And that's why I'm really excited that the 1st of January, the first day of 2023, is the Lord's Day, is a Sunday. And I've been so excited about that. I love New Year's Day. It's one of my special days. It's sort of one of those days that you feel you get a clean slate. It's like you feel like in some shape or form, you can reform old habits, you can change your life, you can refocus. It's a, a sort of a one of those days that I think you can put your finger over the hose. You know what you do when you're watering something and you put your finger to give it more focus and more direction. I think it's one of those days. And so it's really important to start it well. And whatever way you, you dairy yourself, whatever way you have your calendar, whether it's Google or whether it's a, an old-fashioned dairy, well, it's not really old-fashioned. Loads of people still use them. Um, or whether it's a calendar, it's really important. An ancient calendar in, um, used by the Romans from which our calendar was created, that's where our calendar came from, each name of each month had a meaning. Um, their calendar started in March, 
believe it or not, and had 10 months, all right, right up to 700 BC, when Pompilius, the second king of Rome, added January and February, um, which were winter months in, in which little happened in the agricultural world. And so, for example, the month of February was named because it was the time of the year for a feast called February. And um, some of the months were named towards false, were named uh, uh, regarding false, false gods that the Romans worshipped. So March was named after Mars, the, the, the god of war. May was named from the goddess Maya. And June was named after the goddess Juno. And uh, the months July and August were named respectively after Julius Caesar and his successor, um, Caesar Augustus. So that's where the names came from. September, October, November, and December were named for the numbers 7, 8, 9, and 10 in the Latin language. Interesting, isn't it? You're really with me in this. I know I'm catching it by your faces. That was the order in which these months fell in the Roman calendar. One month in the ancient Roman calendar that had a specially descriptive name was the month January. And historians say that January is also derived from the name Janus, J-A-N-U-S, a common household god among the Romans, and he was the god of gateways and doorways. And he was often depicted, he was two-faced, he was often depicted as um, facing two directions. So basically he was looking forward and he was looking back. And um, we stand in the doorway of the month of January. And a new year, and we naturally look back over the way we've come, and we look forward to what lies ahead, really important. And that Latin word, janua, actually means um, a door or a window out of which a person may look both ways. All right, in other words, in and out, forward and back. Um, And so we can look back. In 2022, with some form of appreciation, and we can look forward to 2023 with some form of anticipation. And it seems with the passing of each year, I don't know about you, but it seems to speed up. All of the older people are saying that, but I'm, I'm finding loads of younger people saying that now too. The time just seems to be flying, and it seems every year it just speeds up. And we can do one or two things this year. We can sit around and waste it away, sitting and worrying about the things we failed to accomplish last year, uh, or the mistakes that were made throughout the year. We can focus on that, or we can sit around and mope and have a pity party because things didn't go the way they wanted, or we can decide to make the most of this new year that God has granted us. We're alive and well, and this could be the greatest year of your life if you make the conscious decision um, to do whatever it takes to have a, a great year. And the point I want to get across is that um, whatever you're going to do with your life this year, um, you better get a move on because time won't wait on you. Time won't wait. It won't stand still. Time's not going to sit until you make up your mind to go. And I came across uh, in the Jerusalem Bible, this is the verse that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. In the Jerusalem Bible, it says, there's nothing I cannot master with the help of Christ who gives me strength. That's really lovely. There's nothing I cannot master without the the help of Christ who gives me strength. And if you really believe that verse, if you really believe it, then many people 
um, actually never succeed in life because they don't believe that. They don't think. They think it's all down to themselves, and they, they just give up. They never enjoy life because they, they feel that life is just one big failure. And in, in the words of master, wise old Master Yoda, um, the greatest teacher failure is. Basically what he's saying is the greatest teacher is failure. But it just sounds smarter saying it like that. Doesn't it? Sounds more sophisticated. And um, they, they, So what happens is they, they face a, a new year with regret rather than the joy of knowing that God has given us a fresh opportunity to make a difference in our own lives with the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Bible is full of stories of people who change the direction of their lives, change the inventory of their lives because they heard the, the, the call of God in their lives. Like God called a man named Moses and he said, I'm going to use you to deliver and save a nation. And Moses' answer probably in his words or in our words was, God, I got kicked out of Egypt because I killed a guy. I'm, I'm not the right person. I'm a murderer and I'm out here feeding sheep, and on top of that, I don't speak very well, and you want me to be a spokesman for a nation, and God says, yes, you're the guy, I'm going to use you. God called another guy called Gideon, who was hiding um, from his enemies, and he says, I'm going to use you, Gideon, to save the country. Gideon said, me? I'm, I'm the youngest kid of the poorest family of the smallest tribe in the nation. And God said, yes, I'm going to Use you, And so there's something that generates in us when we begin to hear the call of God. And one of the things, one of the little patterns that I've noticed in church over 25 plus years, one of the patterns that I've noticed is that these things are really important because values create culture. And the opposite is also true. If you don't have values, then the culture that comes around you will actually begin to form your values. And so it's really important. What you believe is really important. What you believe about life is really important. What you believe about marriage is really important. What you believe... And so what happens is these values begin to create a culture. And then what happens is out of that, your culture actually determines a vision. And then vision determines your direction. Because when you get vision, without vision, people perish. We say without vision, people move, perish. And, um, and so it's really important to have vision. And then, of course, when direction comes, direction determines destiny. Because you start to go somewhere. So this is the, what I've noticed in church over the past um, quarter of a century. I've noticed these things being really important to set in our, in our lives. And so the first of the year is a really important to do that. So most people have never made up their mind what they really want out of life. And if you're aiming at nothing, you're sure to hit it. All right? If you're aiming at nothing, you're sure to hit that. Many people have this vague feeling, well, I'm just trying to be happy. You know, and um, they've never really sat down and figured out what it is that's going to make them happy. What is it that God wants you to do with your life? As Dave has been talking about the rhythms, why am I here? Have we ever um, sat down and penned out our values, wrote them down? There are many things in life that are permissible but aren't really beneficial. There are many things in life that are permissible but aren't really beneficial. They're not necessarily to our advantage. There will be things that all of us will do this year that won't really benefit us at, at, at all. We're, and we're going to have to make a decision between what is good and what is better. And what is better and what is best. Really important. And as we get older, for the older ones in here, I think this becomes more and more important the older we get. There are things that we can do, but not all of them will be beneficial. And there, there will never be an ideal 
set of circumstances to start out on and make the most of, of, of our lives. So there, if you're going to wait about, isn't it Ecclesiastes, have the verse here, Ecclesiastes 11 says, if you wait for the perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. And so we always say, well, when things settle down, you know, when things settle down or when things get better, the problem is things don't really ever settle down. Um, if your life's like mine, that's called life, all right? If you're out there using that excuse, when things get better, you know, I'm going to start doing my Bible reading plan when things settle down. What are you looking to settle down? You know, whenever th- uh, when, you know, when things settle down, I'm going to spend more time with my kids. By the time things settle down, your kids will be gone. So it's really important. There are a lot of people who have missed out in life waiting for the ideal set of circumstances, waiting for things to get better. And while they're waiting, time just keeps rolling on. It keeps passing really quickly. And we need to learn to enjoy um, life as it is. Whatever you're going to do, basically what I'm saying is whatever you're going to do, you need to start now because things may not settle down or get better until you're in a box. All right. Now, Dave uh, read this verse to us at the start, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this, just for a few minutes, really. And we're, I said the service would be shorter today. We have no kids or youth environments, and we understand that. But um, this is what Paul says, writing to the church um, in Philippi. He says, I want to know Christ. I love that. That's a great goal for the new year, isn't it? I want to know Christ. And to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. There's this idea that if you know Jesus, that life will be simple and go great and um, everything will be red and rosy. I don't know where people get that prosperity gospel from. It's not in the Bible. Um, Paul says, I want to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering. In this life, you will have suffering. In 2023, I'm praying the best and God's richest blessings upon you all, but there will be days when you'll be down. You will shed tears this year. There'll probably be someone you love or someone you know that will go home to glory this year. These are all just facts that are really important in life, all right? And Paul says this, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this, he said, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. I'm going to keep going at it. He said, I haven't arrived, but I'm going to press on, and I'm going to make sure this year I'm going to take hold of that which he took hold of me for. So basically what he's saying, what Jesus took hold of me to do, I'm going to make sure I'm going to take a hold of that. Because what's happening sometimes in life, we, we go the opposite direction. And it's a bit like God, almost like running after us to try and get a hold. And we need to turn around and take hold of what he has taken hold of us for. All right? And then he says this. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do... Um, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on. See the language, see the activity in the language. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You need to be careful because your soul is destined for destiny. 
Your soul is destined for destiny. Now, the best way for me to describe this is to get a wee bit of help. So, Dave, would you come up and help me? I'm not going to ask you to do anything silly. Warwick, would you come up? Stephen and Johnny, would you come up to me? We meant Laurie, I need, I need you too. Would you come? So, I'm not going to ask you to do any dances or anything. Maybe, Johnny, you should move that guitar. That might be a good idea. Um, basically, if, if I kind of... Laurie, would you come over here? You come over to the, the front of the keyboard. And then, Warwick, can, 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 can you be last year's failure? Uh, is that okay? Don't mean to be offensive or anything. So, so the three guys, can you come to this side? Can you come here? And then Warwick used to... <laughs> I knew he could take it. So... <laughs> what can happen if... if Paul says, Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Now, with the proclivity of time, with the passing of time, um, naturally, things then start to go behind you with the passing of time. But just because they're behind you doesn't mean they're behind you. You see what I mean? If you focus, if, if instead of direction, now say it, Laurie's destiny. So I had to get a pretty one to do destiny. So then Laurie is destiny, and there's destiny calling. And if I, if I am always focused on my failure, so I, if I stay focused on what's behind, what happens is, what happens is um, failure has a few friends. Failure has friends, and they're called fear, guilt, and shame. And what can happen is... What, as I focus on failure, they come in behind me. So if you come in behind me, right? They, they come in behind me and they prevent me from my destiny. No, no, you're fine. You're just standing on there. It's, it's just lovely. It's just lovely having you there. <laughs> um, so as I focus on my failure, failure's three friends, guilt, shame, and fear, come in behind me and they keep me from my destiny. Every time I try to turn to my destiny, they, they remind me of my failure. They remind me of my failure. And so I, I, I keep going back to my failure because they keep saying, well, I think, well, you know, this year, this year I'm going to break through. The last year, the last five years have just been in debt the whole time. So this year I'm going to break through. And I think I'm, I'm going to try and get the, and, and, and then, it, well, five years, Phil. If you haven't done it in five years, you're not going to do it this year. And all of a sudden, as they focus me back on my failure, and there comes a moment in people's lives where we have to break through fear and guilt and shame and in some way break through and reach destiny <laughs> and embrace destiny. Because if we don't embrace destiny, then something, something happens in our lives that we live in this, in this swirl. Now, another little thing that I felt the Lord showed me this week as I was studying this, um, Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Paul doesn't say forgetting the failures that are behind. And maybe this might be for people of my generation a little bit more. I'm speaking to everybody. But what can happen is where Warwick was failure before, maybe, maybe Warwick now is success. So he is success. And what can happen is... 
we can, we can embrace our success and we can start living in, in the past. We start telling the stories of what we've done and the stories start to get weary. They start to get tired. And we all know of people who tell you of things that they've done 10 years ago. And we forget that God has called us to do something fresh. And, and what can happen is success has some friends as well. Success has, has friends that, that are called self-righteousness and arrogance. Johnny's at least arrogant people I know, person I know. Arrogance and um, pride. So we've got self-righteousness, we've got arrogance, and we've got pride. And what can happen is we can embrace a little bit, and we can become a little bit of a party, you see. And, and so we, we, we stand together. And so we have this, I've done this. I was thinking about this this week, like for Emmanuel, we're 26 years past in September. And we can tell the story, and it's important to tell the story. But Emmanuel today isn't what I started in my home 26 years ago. Emmanuel is Emmanuel because of what hundreds of people have done. Emmanuel is Emmanuel because of what these men have done. Emmanuel is Emmanuel because of what you have done. You're a part of that story. But if, if, if I get stuck in an old time warp and say, well, if, and, and then what happens is we start, to get, we, we start to get freaked out if anybody wants to change it because we think it's ours. <coughs> and we get stuck in our old success. And then what we try to do is we, 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 we try to take this towards our destiny. This is just awkward. And... and <laughs> And as you try to move, to, as, 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 we, as I try to move all of this to destiny, as I try to move my self-righteousness, my pride, and my arrogance towards destiny, destiny doesn't want that. God is saying, I'm wanting to do... Like, do, do you think that God finished with you 10 years ago? Do you think that thing that he'd done in your life 20... Like some of you are talking about things that you'd done in 1986 for crying out loud. You know, and it's, it's wonderful to have the memories, but God's looking to do a new thing. That's great. Thanks, guys. God, thanks, Laura. Thanks for being destiny or so. <laughs> um, and, and, and what can happen, what can happen is if we, if we latch on, to, if, we, if we keep focusing on our past, whether it's good or bad, whether it's good or bad, we miss destiny's call. And God is calling us to a new thing. And it's a new year, and it's a great time to create a new slate. I've talked about this for the last few weeks now, that verse in Psalm 34. I love, one of the things that I've loved about the Psalms over the years is how they start. The opening line of a Psalm tells you so much about the Psalm, like the Lord is my shepherd. You know you're going to be talking about something like that. When you read Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalm 34, come magnify the Lord with me. Psalm 29, ascribe unto the Lord greatness. Tells you something about the psalm. And that little word magnify has caught me. The magnify, not that you make anything bigger because you can't make God bigger, but you can begin to see God bigger. And we begin to see God for who he is. And we stop focusing on the things that are holding us back. This is what Paul is saying. He's saying it's time to forget what's in the past. And for those of you who are my generation uh, and older, I'm saying to you, some of those past victories are great. But what we can do is we can circle around the victories and do our victory laps here and forfeit destiny in the future. 
And I don't want to be doing little victory laps around my past and forfeiting what God has for me in the future. Nor do you. And God has got more for you. And I don't care if you're in your 70s. I don't care if you're in your 80s. And I don't care if you're in your 90s. And if you're over 100, congratulations. Um, God, there's no retirements in the kingdom of God. There's retirements naturally. That's really important that you slow down and you do less in your body and things like that. That's really important. But when it comes to the kingdom, there's no retirements. And for those of you who are older generation this morning, I want to encourage you. This isn't about your past. This is about your future. This is about where we go next as a church. You are important in this. And while we did the generation next, the very reason we did that, and Dave will verify this, the very reason we did the generation next wasn't to say the old guys and girls are done and now it's time for the new people. The exact opposite was true. We were saying it's time for the generations to get together and rise up and build the kingdom for God. And we need to magnify the Lord. We need to see him for who he is. And in the midst of all the hustle and bustle of all that's going on in 22, maybe you've got a little lost. Maybe what's happened is um, God has got squeezed out of your life. He hasn't been the priority. Busyness has crept in. Family has crept in. Not bad things. Not bad things at all. Maybe, maybe just you, you, you got tired. And so box sets became much more important than spending time with God because it was a way to relax. And I'm not opposed to box sets. I like a good box set. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's making sure that God does, doesn't get squeezed to the circumference of her life. And he just becomes our he just becomes our our, our lifeboat. You know, when God's alive, you know what a lifeboat is? You you like to know it's there, but you never want to use it. Or your escape route. So when hard times come, you 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 you, you jump towards God. And so it's really important to understand that. And I, I love what um what, what Conrad says. He says this. He says, If you're the one who has lost him, here is a word for you you will find him right where you lost him. At the place of prayer, at the word which you began to distrust, at the congregation you began to neglect. If you've lost him, pray right now that you may recover him. Beautiful, isn't it? Johnny and the guys are going to come. We're going to finish with a song. But all I'm saying to you this morning, if it's failure... With, his, with her three friends, shame and fear and guilt, I need to tell you that they're at the other side of those awaits destiny. At the other side of those awaits destiny. If it's past successes with your pride and arrogance and self-righteousness, what happens when people become self-righteous? There's no room for God because they're so, we've, we've heard the phrase, they're full of themselves. We've all said it and we've all heard it, haven't we? Oh, they're just full of themselves. And you hear the tired, old, weary stories. And when you meet them, you know you're going to get the same story again because you've got it a hundred times. Guys, let's, let's stop telling the old stories. Now, some of them are worth telling, and I'm not opposed to that at all. But what about a new story? What about a new thing? What about a new day? What about rising up to the challenge? What about magnifying God this year and begin, to seeing, begin seeing him in a bigger, vaster way? What about seeing him bigger in your marriage this year? 
What about seeing him bigger in your, in your kids this year? What about seeing him bigger in your businesses this year, businessmen, businesswomen? What about seeing him bigger in your job, around with your colleagues this year? What about seeing him bigger in Alpha this year? What about really starting our hearts to invite and to get people on board? I'd love us to sing a song. I've asked Johnny to do this song. This is my desire to honor you. And I thought we could sing this as a, as a closing prayer. Um, and in some shape or form, rededicate this year to putting God first. We say it all the time. Well, God's first in our family and in church and job and all comes next. We say those things, but we live the opposite. They're, they work in our minds but they don't work out in the practicalities of our life and in our heart. And so what my challenge to this year is to, to, to get them the right way around and to start prioritizing God in your life every day, daily, daily time with God, daily office, whatever way it works for you. If it's first thing in the morning, which is great. If it's last thing at night. If it's, for, for me, it's, it's shorter, more regular times. So I'm not the sort of person who can sit for two hours in the morning. I'd eat myself. Um, maybe some of you are looking at me and saying, Phil, you should try it that. But um, <laughs> um, I just couldn't do that. But I, I find I can, I, could do, I can do shorter stints. I love that. So I can do 30 minutes, no problem. And I can do that three, four times a day if it works. Um, so whatever works for you, let's do that. But destiny awaits you. That's what I'm saying to you. Destiny awaits. And destiny isn't trying to figure out what it's going to do with you. Your destiny, every day, every moment, every hour of your life is mapped out. And I would hate for you to get home to heaven. I'd hate for me to get home to heaven and for God to say, Phil, I had all this for you, but you just never broke through shame and guilt and fear. I had all this for you, but you just never broke through the arrogance and self-righteousness and pride. And so it's really important that we understand that. But let's, uh, let's stand together. We're going we're gonna to pray. And I'd love us to sing this as a, as a closing prayer. I'd love us to, to ask God just to, to come and move in this. Let's worship and then we'll, we'll pray. Think of these words as you sing them. Think about them. Let's really sing them with a, a reality and a passion in our lives. Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every step that I take. Every moment I'm away, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I live for you alone, every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. And 
desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. In all I have within. ask you, Lord, that you would have your way in us this year. Lord, we pray those words as we sing them. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my all. We worship you alone, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would touch each of our hearts, God, to focus on you. Lord, we realize that it's not about happiness. You didn't send Jesus into the world to make us happy. Happiness depends on happenings, but real joy comes from within, even in the midst of suffering and pain and loss. We can know the real joy of heaven because we know that destiny is in our souls. We know that destiny is in our lives. We know that we are at one with destiny because we've sought first the kingdom of God and his right ways, knowing that when we do that true to the word, everything else will be added on. Lord, we seek you first. Lord, we seek you first this year in our church. We seek you first this year in our spouses. We seek you first in our relationships. We seek you first in our jobs this year, O oh God. We pray that you would come and, Lord, that we would find our fulfillment in you. And Lord, as we said today, there are many things that are permissible for us to do but aren't really that beneficial. And so, Lord, maybe this year it would be good just to have the goal of less face time and more face-to-face -face time. Lord, that it would be good to have less Game of Thrones and more the King on the throne. God, that you would just challenge our hearts to seek you first in everything we do. So we give you our hearts. We give you our lives. And we ask you, Lord, just to be God in the midst of us, that we will be amazed. And as we sang at Rodney's funeral just two days ago, we stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. God, would you bless your word to us today as we part.
be with each and every one over the next day or two as the holidays come to a conclusion. We just pray your blessing upon each and every one in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.